0: Happy clients, more profits, less stress. That's the trifecta of the construction business. We all want that, right? Well, after working and talking with hundreds of builders and remodelers over the past two years, BuildBook has discovered the one common ingredient that determines the success of your construction business, the client experience. Yes, if you drop the ball anywhere in the client experience from the first impression to the final payment, things get super messy, super quickly. BuildBook has spent the past several months developing the first-of-its-kind platform that focuses on helping you deliver throughout the client journey the one thing standing between you and achieving the trifecta of construction. It starts with marketing tools to attract the right leads, add in sales tools so you can win the best projects, and finish with project tools that knock your client's socks off. If you're looking for an unfair advantage in your business, this is it. Head on over to buildbook.co Now to try it free for yourself. That's buildbook.co. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 112 and another edition of the growth series. This episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to go behind the scenes. We're going to pull back the curtain a little bit and I want to walk you guys through A big experiment that we just went through. We spent just about $30,000 on Facebook ads over a little under 60 days. I think it was about 45, 50 days. So just under two months. And I wanna walk you through what we did, how we set up our campaigns, what the goals were, and then what the results were and what the takeaways were. And I think you guys will get a lot of insight out of the takeaways and what it means. To you guys and how you might be able to leverage a Facebook ads strategy for your own business. So if you guys know us, you know that we try to be our own testing ground, so to speak. So whenever we're going to try to recommend something to a client, we like to have at least done that, hopefully at least a little bit for ourselves. We try to push the envelope on our own marketing, test things, experiment, try those out. And when we see stuff that's working, then we feel a lot more confident recommending that because we've at least done some testing. So I think that makes us a little bit different. I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, you'll read blogs and stuff and they'll recommend strategies, but they haven't actually implemented them for themselves. So this was a big, big test for us and a big experiment because we wanted to really go deep in the weeds on Facebook ads. That's an area that we're trying to level up in internally in terms of our skill sets. We're really, really strong with content, SEO, improving websites, capturing and converting leads, nurturing leads. We're a little bit weaker in the, the ad spend space. So anyway, without further ado, let's kind of dive in and I'll break down what we were doing and some of the ads, and then we'll get to some takeaways at the end. So quickly, at a glance, the first goal really was we were leading up to a launch for Builder Funnel Academy. That launch window was September 1 through September 22nd. So the goal was pre-launch, we wanted to drive a bunch of leads and get those leads on our email list. So then we could market and sell to that list during the launch period. So we kind of broke it up into two phases. We had a pre-launch and then a launch phase. So the pre-launch was basically the entire month of August. I think we actually got the campaigns up and running a little bit late. So maybe on the fourth or fifth day of August, and they ran through just before the launch on September 1. So during that time period, our goal was to spend $15,000 and maximize a cost per lead and try to get a lot of leads in the door because then once we're in the launch, we can email and market to those leads at no cost. I'll talk about our ad strategy there during the launch phase in a second, but let's go over the results there. So we spent, it was $15,128.75 So I'm bringing you guys the real numbers here. And Facebook showed that we had generated 2,193 leads. So the way it works is when you set up with the tracking pixel, you drive traffic to the website, they convert and they hit a success page. The pixel fires and basically tells Facebook, hey, you converted. Somebody went through your form and they got to that success page. So you captured a lead. We use HubSpot for our own marketing tools and tracking And within that database, we showed 1,127 leads. So it was a pretty big discrepancy. And I think the best that we can determine why that number was so different or why it was just different period is because Facebook's not showing unique leads. So we were running several different lead generation campaigns. And so some of those people filled out multiple forms. So it would tag it as a new lead inside of HubSpot, but it might have counted for two or three leads in Facebook if they filled out two or three forms. Because the way we're running our campaigns, it's very likely that people could have seen different ads and converted on different ads. So we looked at that true lead number from our data because those are actually names and emails that came through our system. So that was that 1127 and spending that 15128 that worked out to a cost per lead of. So pretty low cost per lead. These were all going to what we would consider cold traffic. So people that are not familiar with our brand, they haven't seen us before. And so typically, those are going to convert at a lower, typically a lower rate because people are just getting exposed to you for the first time. However, on the positive side, our landing pages converted really, really well. And that's one of the reasons we were able to get that cost per lead down so low. I think those, I'll have to pull the exact data, but I know they were in that about 45% range, which is really, really high. Um, we we're very, very happy with that. A typical landing page, if you look at industry averages and standards, it's like 5 or 10%. And so we were really, really pleased with that 45%. That's one of the reasons that cost per lead got down so low is that every time we were paying for clicks and they would come through to the website, you know, almost one out of two visitors would fill out that form and take some action. So when you're thinking about a campaign like this, having that really dialed in landing page and conversion page is critical. So that was the pre-launch phase. We basically made a an effort to not target people that have you know been to our website before, that are on our email list already, that know about us already. And so you can do some exclusions. And so we just went after look-alike lists and cold audience lists, interest-based different things like that, so that we could try to reach a new audience. Then the goal was ramp up lead flow during that pre-launch. And then as you go into the launch phase, now, you're just targeting warm audiences. And so, what that means is you're retargeting anyone that's visited the website. That means they've already been exposed to you. Anyone that's already on your email list. So, we already had an email list, but then we added that 1,127 new leads through the pre launch. So, now all those people are getting emails, but we're also retargeting them with ads because we're looking for multiple touch points within this window to maximize our chances of success and converting them to paying customers. Basically, the end result was we spent uh, $29,203 in terms of ad spend that was pre-launch and during the launch phase. And that resulted in sales of $28,033. Now that $28,000, so we basically broke even on the initial ad spend. That $28,000, it's a recurring product. The, The Academy is an annual subscription or a monthly subscription. So we had most people signed up for the annual with a few signing up for our monthly program. So in a few months, we'll pass that initial ad spend. And then next year, depending on how many people renew, which we anticipate that to be a pretty high number, then that's where we'll start seeing a a positive return on that initial ad spend. So I guess the big takeaway was we did not hit our sales target, our sales goal, but there were several positive things that came out of it. So that was kind of the one of the main losses. But because we broke even on the ad spend, we got all these ancillary benefits basically at no cost. Basically, anybody recurring, that's going to start to push us ahead. But we got all this free exposure. So we got 1,127 leads. We basically got those leads for free because of the the leads that did purchase and broke even for us on our ad spend. Now all those leads are in the database and they're starting to get nurtured. They're going to get email content, they're going to get blog content, podcast content, like all the educational stuff that we do, you know, 95% of the year when we're not selling something like Builder Funnel Academy, they're just getting to know us and getting to learn about us. And then they are going to buy something in the future. So we basically built our database for free. We got a ton of exposure. So through the ads, we reached 385,000 people. Sounds like a big number and it is. Obviously, that converted into you know over 1,000 people that actually took action and filled out a form. And it also resulted in over a million impressions. It was 1.1 million impressions on our ads during the pre-launch and the launch phase combined. That's a lot of brand exposure that we basically didn't have to pay for because we immediately got that cash back on the sales of the academy after we spent the the money so we spent the money and then within about 30 40 days we got the cash back and so anything else that we built up during this time frame from a marketing perspective we basically got at uh, at no cost in terms of videos almost all of our ads were videos we did run some ads that weren't but especially during the launch phase and so we ended up getting 123,874 through plays and Facebook defines that as anybody that watched 15 seconds or more. So that's a lot of watch time on videos. And and it was a lot of just me talking head in front of the camera, kind of explaining something either about one of our free checklists for the the lead gen program pre-launch or during the launch of Builder Funnel Academy, it would have been talking about the Academy. 42,922 people watched our ads all the way through, 100% watch time. So that's a lot of people that have gotten a lot of exposure to the Builder Funnel brand and then as well as me personally and my face. And so then in the future, when they see more content, they're more likely to stop and watch or take some action. So those were some big pluses. Let's talk about basically why we strategized around building the email list. And this is one of those things where, initially it was a little bit scary. We were saying, hey, let's throw $15,000 pre-launch. The plan was to actually spend about five during the launch period. And so it was looking at like a 75% ad spend before we actually start selling. And we just committed to the process. And what I realized is that this is actually just feeding our future pipeline, which is something we talk a lot about here at Builder Funnel and on the podcast, which is building that future pipeline. But now we have these 1,000, 1,100 extra people that are in our database, and now they're getting nurtured. And so those are going to be future prospects. So really powerful. Email is an extremely powerful tool. In the sales you know, launch phase, we probably should have done some outbound follow-up via phone. I think that would have enhanced our total impact on sales. We were primarily selling just through a sales page, so written content and some video content. And so if people had questions, they could reach out, but there, was, there wasn't there was a one-to-one conversation, which I think would have increased our conversion rate. So that's something we'll consider next time. I think that was one of our big takeaways. The more time I spend in the marketing business, the more I realize that marketing isn't just about your website, signage, social media, and print collateral. Marketing really sits across every part of your business. It starts with your brand, your signs, your website, but it continues on through the sales process. How you present yourself and your company on a sales call incorporates marketing. And just as importantly, how you deliver your service to your client is marketing. The feelings that they have in the middle and the end of the project are big factors in determining whether they will spread the word about you. At the end of the day, marketing across the entire customer lifecycle is really tough. That's why I love what BuildBook is up to. They've been working hard to bridge those gaps and solve those problems. Their new tools start on the marketing side, continue into the sales conversation, and finish with the project. Get these three elements working together and your business will be humming along happy clients, more profits, less stress. If you're aiming for the trifecta of the construction business, head on over to buildbook.co to try it free for yourself. That's buildbook.co. All right, let's get back to the show. Another takeaway was that cold audiences are always going to be harder to sell to basically than a warm audience. So what do I mean by that? We spent 15,000 in the first month driving all these new leads. Those are all basically leads, but they're colder leads because they just got exposed to us. They're brand new. And then we immediately turned around and worked to sell to that audience. And so what we realized is that, hey, we actually probably would have been more successful with a longer nurturing sequence in between generating the lead and then immediately starting to kind of hard sell via email. And so I think if we would have given them, you know, 30 or 60 days to get more educational content from us and learn and get to know us, and we would have built up a little more credibility and some trust just through time and then also adding value to them, helping them out with content that's going to make a difference in their business. Then when we go to sell, I think we've we've got some more weight. And when we compare this launch to our first launch, that holds true. The first launch we did in April and we primarily just sold through our email list and we hardly ran any ads at all. I think we spent a couple of grand or something like that. And almost all of our sales came through email. And it's because all these people have been on our list for a while. They've, they know about us. They like the content that we're putting out. They're subscribed, right? They're, if they didn't like it, they would have unsubscribed. And so that was a big, I think, learning point for us is just how powerful that is. We knew it was powerful, but it's probably more so than we thought. So building an email database and having an, a regular nurturing program I can't uh, overstate that enough. It's super, super valuable. So let's move on to some wins and losses in my book, and then we'll talk about takeaways for you. So the big loss was that we didn't come close to our sales target. We set a really, really lofty goal, and we did not hit that. We basically broke even on the ad spend. So along with that, so that was our big loss. Anytime you're doing experimentation, we kind of figure that we're gonna have some, some Ls Along with hoping hoping for some Ws, and so in our book, as we kind of debriefed this, the wins were a lot of free brand exposure and awareness. You know, through the ads, through the emails, all of those types of things. We also added customers, right? So we sold we sold some subscriptions to Builder Funnel Academy. And now those people are getting to use the product, get a lot of value out of the product. And now they can help spread the word. They're advocates of our brand. And then when they continue to renew, that will be a positive effect for us as well. The other thing is we basically added over a thousand names to our database at no cost, right? So we we converted some to customers, which paid for our ad spend. And that means all those leads were basically free lead gen. And so we'll see what the results are down the road as we continue to nurture and Build relationships with those thousand people over the next three, six, nine, 12 months. And so that will be something that I'll probably have to circle back around on in a future episode. But we saw that as a really, really big win. And then the final win was basically free education. So we spent a whole bunch of money, got the cash back, and we learned a ton about how to set up these campaigns. How the Facebook kind of system optimizes the campaigns, how they serve the ads, um, which ads were working, which ones weren't. So, when we go to do another launch or anything in the future where we're doing some lead gen or we're doing a, a product or sales launch, we have a lot more knowledge about what will be successful and what won't so we can maximize those dollars further. So, Takeaways for you. As I was thinking about this, I'm going, okay, Like our model is different, right? We're a marketing agency. You guys are all in the construction business. And we we work with companies like you guys. But anytime we do a test like this, I try to apply it to your scenario because you're not necessarily selling marketing services or online training like we were in this case with Builder Funnel Academy. So takeaway number one is really that Marketing does require experimentation. I think we all want it to be very formulaic, right? I put X dollars in and I get Y dollars out and that works. So I'm just going to keep putting X dollars in. And I think that's the, the end goal that we're all working towards. But the landscape changes. So you're always kind of working on it, testing, tweaking, experimenting. Channels come up that are new. You know, obviously with social media, that's a very dynamic landscape. You know, Google's always changing. The way people shop and buy at a global macro level is always changing. So you can get things pretty dialed in, but I don't think you can ever really set it and forget it. And so for us, this was a big test. And I think when you test an experiment, I would say a couple of things. Don't skimp on planning and strategy. You know, we spent a lot of time planning the campaigns, thinking through the strategy, and making sure we could measure the end result. And that's a step I think a lot of people skip is not putting the tracking mechanisms in place so that you can actually measure you know, the, the result of that ad spend. And so because of that, now we're able to improve and iterate for the future. And so I think a lot of times you, know, you get stuck in, hey, I want to try direct mail. Hey, I want to try some Google ads. Hey, I want to try this House Pro account. Hey, I want to try Facebook ads. And you just kind of jump into it you try it and maybe you don't even try it for long enough, but you don't put the tracking mechanisms in place. So then it's virtually impossible to see if it's working. And so what typically happens is you go, yeah, I'm spending all this money and I'm not really sure if it's working. So you assume it's not, and then you want to cancel whatever it is. And again, that could be any type of marketing thing. So do everything you can to put the tracking in place and then think through the actual campaign and the strategy behind it versus just I'm going to do this tactic, you know, oh, Google ads. I heard a speaker talk about that. Heard Spence talk about on the podcast. Like, I'm just going to start doing that. Put a little more thought into the, the planning before you get into execution mode. So that's takeaway number one. Marketing always has some level of experimentation. That's okay. Just make sure you can track it. All right. Takeaway number two was really around specifically the Facebook ad platform. It appears that you can really generate a lot of leads really quickly And you can get a pretty low cost per lead through Facebook ads. And I think one of the reasons that is, is Facebook's really good around attacking your goal. So when you go to set your campaign goal, you can say, my goal is lead gen. And that means that I want somebody to fill out this form and they'll get to my success page. And then if somebody gets there, that tracks it back to Facebook. Well, as you start spending more money, Facebook starts to do their magic and they figure out, who is most likely to convert on this form and they will serve it to more people like them because they want you to be successful with your ad dollars and achieving your goals because then they know you're going to spend more money. So it is a nice uh, relationship in terms of how they kind of work that against the goal. You just have to be careful around the targeting to make sure you actually are targeting the right people and that as Facebook starts to really do its thing and optimize around that lead conversion, that those are kind of the right type of leads. However, along with this takeaway of you can generate a lot of leads quickly, most likely these leads aren't necessarily going to be ready to buy today. And so back to what I talked about earlier, I think having a really, I guess, a good outlook on the fact that you're going to have to nurture these leads. And so for you guys, you know, if you're generating leads, you're putting dollars in, some of these leads might not be ready to buy for 3, six, nine, 12 months. They're getting your newsletter every month, they're getting your new projects, they're seeing you on social media, they're kind of getting nurtured, but then they'll drop out the funnel later and that's where you'll start to see the cash back and the return. And so that can be a little bit scarier because in this instance, we were just trying to sell right away. You know, We're trying to get that cash back immediately, whereas you may not have that opportunity. So as I was thinking about this, I think there's an interesting play to be had around selling uh, designs or selling plans, maybe some plans that you've already done on some projects, and you can kind of make them a little bit more evergreen, or maybe you can customize them a little bit to make them a little bit more applicable to some people that may be looking for design inspiration. But it's more detailed than just, hey, look at these photos. It's like, hey, here are five kitchens that we've done. And here's all the specs. Here's all the selections. Here's Everything and somebody could buy those for maybe a few hundred dollars or something like that. And I think if you get into that space where you can generate a lead, you know, so maybe they download something for free, then you start to educate them and send them some, you know, free material, blog posts, educational content. And then you make a pitch to say buy some designs online from you for a few hundred dollars. Now you can shorten that cash cycle where you're actually getting cash back quickly. And that can start to either dramatically lower your cost per lead or in like our situation, we basically got free leads, right? And so we're actually in a spot where based on our numbers, we could potentially just keep pouring dollars into this machine if we know we're going to get the cash back immediately. And that's a free way to build our email list, knowing that they'll buy some things from us in the future that will start to move us ahead versus just Putting dollars in and getting the same dollars back. So I think there's something really interesting there. We haven't tested it yet, but that's the, the model is if you can figure out how to dramatically lower your cost per lead, you can afford to spend a lot more than your competition to generate those leads, right? So say you spend $5,000 generating leads, you know, and you generate 500 leads, let's just say. Well, now those 500 leads, they start to get some email content and then they, some of them are going to buy some designs and plans, so say ten people buy uh, designs and plans, and you sell those let 's just say for two hundred dollars so now you 've just generated thousand dollars back in cash and you 've spent five thousand well now your cost per lead just dropped by twenty five percent because now you 've really only spent four thousand because you got a thousand back immediately, and now some of those leads will eventually buy a project from you and they 'll move forward so if you can get that uh, that number as close to break even as possible, you can really start pouring money down the the ad spend. So, anyway, we're still early in this journey, but I think I think there's something here, and I think it's an extremely powerful model. So I'll keep you guys posted as we learn more. Next one is: Hey, if you don't have the time or expertise to do something like this, you might want to hire it out. You know, we hired consultants going into this launch because we didn't know all the nitty gritty details of Facebook ads. And so we hired them to sit alongside us, help us set up the campaigns and give us feedback as we were running them. We wanted to build this expertise in-house. So we actually did all the work. We set up the campaigns, but we were able to bounce ideas off of them. And they guided us in terms of strategy or saying, hey, you don't want to set up the campaigns this way. And this is why. So don't be afraid to shortcut your success by hiring out uh, help. We wanted to level up, so we said, "Hey, let's let's do this." And it was well worth it. We we saved ourselves a lot of pain, and I think that was one of the reasons we actually came out of this breaking even. We probably would have uh, chalked this up as, as a bigger L, and we would have lost money on the initial campaign had we not hired these guys. And then the final one is building that database. You know, building the database of prospects and leads. It is absolutely one of the most powerful marketing assets that you have. Your marketing database probably aside from your website and SEO. And that's how you're going to get found immediately by people searching for you via Google. But other than that, the email list is extremely, extremely powerful. So I think that's a big takeaway as well. Hopefully this was helpful. I know this is a little bit different of an episode, more of a behind the scenes. We haven't done a ton of stuff like this where we go way deep in the weeds and then kind of pull back the curtain on things that we're doing, even just actively as we're doing them. I thought it would be interesting, you know, we we talk a lot about about campaigns that are very successful, things that work because we want you to be able to use those and move forward, but in this case I thought it might be interesting to learn alongside us as we're developing this expertise and and we don't have it perfected yet and we're still have a long ways to go, but if you found this helpful or you liked this style of podcasts and content, you thought it was interesting, shoot me a quick text 719 719- 626-8760. Just let me know if you liked it. And then we'll do more stuff like this. We just thought the the behind the scenes would be a little bit more dynamic or a little bit more interesting, kind of change of pace. So please do let me know because we'll do more stuff like this if you wanna, if you wanna hear it. My number is seven one nine six two six eight seven six zero. So just shoot me a text, say, hey, liked the behind the scenes, would love to see more on X, or just liked it, keep keep doing more of it, or nope was not interesting was way too far in the weeds for me any feedback helps again just shoot me a quick text 719-626-8760 and again guys i hope this was helpful it's fun for me to kind of lay all of this out we do this kind of you know post-mortem after any big campaign anyway we're breaking all the things down i just figured might as well share it with you guys too so hope you're having a good day and as always we will see you next time here on builder funnel radio